Hi there, Let's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Ashes. And I'm joined by past guest, ex-Australian and World Cup winner, Adam Dow. Thanks for joining me. Good to be here, Dave, and thanks for having me. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. So, um... Ashes have finally started. Um, us English was very much built it up, and very much from our point of view, it was a little bit of uh, um, why do we get our hopes up? I'm sure from an Australian point of view, um, you're very happy with how you got the campaign off to. Yeah, the lads played very well. Um, the Ashes has wonderful build up in this part of the world and no doubt over there, whether they're, whether the Aussies are travelling to the UK or they're playing at home and um, with lockdown and with what's happened and you guys know firsthand about COVID. And so we were excited about a summer of cricket and we're fortunate it was going to be against England. Uh, I think they missed a trick really by winning the toss um, and batting and I think Australia would have always, always going to bat first. So England would have known coming to the ground that they had the opportunity to bowl if they wanted, knowing if they lost the toss, Aussies would bat. If they won the toss, England could bowl. Uh, they would have and should have if they didn't, but should have looked under the covers the day before and noticed that it was a green, would have been a green wicket and something would have been in it. I understand all the narrative around why they didn't do it, but... Um, I think uh, the the conditions, and you've got a thousand test wickets be- plus over a thousand test wickets between Broad and Anderson, and to not use them uh, in the first game on a green seeming wicket, I, I think uh, there was a missed opportunity there. And knowing the Gabba wicket like I do, um, the best taste of out two and three, uh, and there'll be some uneven bounce, and that's what happened on day four with the Aussies when they went through England. So uh, hindsight's a good thing, I get that, but um, the Australians played very well, but they had the better of the conditions. Yeah, um, I agree, and I agree with you about leaving Broad and Anderson out. To be honest with you, I always said England's best chances um, don't let Australia get off to a good start, because if they do, then this could be a very dominant series for them. So uh, the unfortunate thing is, now because... Australia's gone one up it's put so much pressure on the second test because there's so much expectation attached to Anderson abroad coming back in I'm not sure they can sort of live up to that expectation oh they're world-class bowlers but you know the wicket in Adelaide you know if all of a sudden we get some hot weather and it doesn't seem around as much the conditions we're just presuming that the wicket's going to suit their bowling but you just don't know um, at times, and cricket is it's the, one of the great things about the game. It throws up uncertainty, and you can never really predict how a wicket or conditions are going to play. So, but England would have known. I believe they would have driven to the Gabba the day before the Test match, quite confident Australia would win the toss and bat, and then so to leave Broad and Anderson out of that game um, was a risk. Um, so. They've got now to really load up their side and bank everything on every, being 
in their favour for Adelaide because if they lose in Adelaide, because um, our bowlers, I believe, sort of match up pretty well with the English bowlers. Yeah. So both teams, that's their strengths in many ways. Um, Australia could make the most of those conditions as well and go 2-0 two, two, up, up in the series and it's gone. So, um, But England are a good side and it's going to be exciting and wonderful to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I know um, they didn't do um, great in bowling Australia out, but um, we didn't lose the match because of the bowling. I always said I think um, our bowling is pretty well matched, like you said. What has the Australian public made of the batting efforts? Has that been a surprise to them or was that what they expected going into the series? I missed that. It just cut out a bit there, Dave. So apologies, my friend. What was that question? Uh, okay. Um, well, um, what was the what's the Australian reaction being to um, the batting performance by England? Was that a surprise to the Australian public, or was that their expectation going in? Uh, not their expect. I, I think. Well, we all we. Joe Root's a world-class player. He's the number one player in the world. So for him um, to bat so well on day three like he did, um, but ultimately miss out in the first innings, puts a lot of pressure on. So England's batting in that first innings, um, but the Aussies bowled very well. You know, Pat Cummins got a five for yeah. Hazelwood Stark, you know, winning... You know, the first ball that Stark bowled and, and picked up um, Burns uh, was wonderful. So uh, straight away, um, you know, they're on the back foot. So I think as a, as a, as a supporter of the Australian cricket team, we were delighted because um, we know how good uh, the English cricket side are. So for us to be able to, to bowl them out um, for as cheaply as we did on day one um, and then put ourselves in a position of strength on day two. The, the Gabba wicket is a better place to bat on day two because the wicket hardens up. But at the same time, it's for the quick bowlers, it's a, it's a good place to bowl because the ball gets a bit more carry and it, it quickens up. But the Aussies batted beautifully and put themselves in a winning position. So were we disappointed in England's, England's performance? Weren't disappointed. We were just glad that we were able to get the yeah. upper hand. Um, but when... In day three, when England batted so well and got themselves into a position, it was always going to be tough for them day four because for a side to be able to go from day three to day four and do the same thing, not very often does that happen. So lots of pressure was on Stokes and the middle order. Um, but to the credit of the Aussie bowlers, line bowled beautifully, lots of very patient, and, and we knocked them over. And I think we got eight for 90 or whatever it might have been. But it was always going to be tough, I felt, for them to back up another day and the Aussies got the rewards they deserved. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, moving on to the second test, um, what is the, what do you expect Australia to do? I know there's rumours about Hazelwood's uh, fitness. Do you expect any changes? Um, I, I think well, if, if he's not fit, um, Richardson or Nessa will come in. I'm a, a Queenslander, so I'm a fan of Michael Nisha. I think he's a wonderful bowler and 
if England feel that Anderson abroad are suited to the Adelaide Oval and the pink ball, so is Nisa. He's going to be right up there, as Joe Richardson will. He swings the ball at pace. Mitchell Stark, Cummings is a star. Who knows? Cummings might open the bowling um, and take the new ball there. Uh, from a batting point of view, uh, depending on Warner's fitness, um, there's lots of guys putting, there's a few guys putting their hand up, which is what we need. So I don't know if they'll be, it'll be injured. It won't be on form, uh, I don't believe. They'll, they'll continue to go with Harris. Uh, but if injuries uh, play a role, they've got this, the selection of two or three people to come through. What England do will be interesting as well. Yeah, um, I agree. What I suspect is obviously Anderson and Broad will come in and Lee, Jack Leach and Mark Wood will go out and I do expect that to be only changes. I don't expect the batting line up to change just because Joe Root is a very loyal captain, so I think he'll give them another game, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean... But the, the Milan played beautifully. Joe Root played beautifully. Unfortunately, Leach has probably received negative press over here yeah. um, uh, because, you know, the Aussies did go after him. Uh, did he bowl well or did the Australians? Who knows? I don't think he bowled well. I shouldn't. But the Aussies really attacked him and, and took the pressure uh, off themselves and put the pressure back on the bowlers. So Adelaide... He might not get as many overs anyway if the wicket's going to be like they say it is. So, but Broad and Anderson coming in um, will strengthen their side um, and it'll be a good contest. But they're definitely putting all their eggs in that basket. They've got to win Adelaide to stay competitive. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, we speculated on my weekly show that what we think is they might bring Wood back in after that because that the day night uh, to end it we don't think he'll do well so that's probably when you'll see broad and anderson then as well that's just a hunch but um we will see it's it's i think it's the, the I, I can't remember a time where we've talked about test you know the next test and the test after and yeah. the lineup of those tests as much as with the narrative around this series you know, people have openly talked about, you know, the next second test or the third test where my memory is, you know, you play it one game at a time. And um, so I hope they don't get too far ahead of themselves, England, on that front, because test match cricket is about the now and it's about yeah. you know, being able to get through those five days and get the upper hand. Um, they've got to put all their focus on Adelaide and they've got to bring out all their jokers to get that one uh, in their everything working for them because if they go down there the series is pretty much going to be crunched yeah i agree and trust me um i do think sometimes they get too clever it's much debate over here do they rotate their bowling too much and i think they do but the reality is they feel that's a winning form and they're not going to change it so no, of course, um, and i would expect and that's that's worked well for them. I think, um, yeah, the Aussies are very. The thing I like about the the wording coming out of the Australian camp is they're very focused on each Test match, and of yeah. course player management. Um, but really, you know, Test match is the pinnacle, and you just get yourself ready, and that's all you focus on. And 
Um, the, the, they're athletes, they're fit, they're strong, and they should be able to back up. I understand there's you know lots of test matches in a short period of time, but that's what these guys get paid to do. So they're pros. And um, you know if Anderson and Broad don't play, uh, I think Jeff Boycott, well, he did write an article in the, the UK press and said, well, if they don't, why are they in the squad? So um, I think um, Adelaide's going to be interesting and it's going to be, the selection's going to be interesting around it, but I expect Broad and I do expect Broad and Anderson to play and England to throw lots of punches and do everything they can to get the points. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, before I wrap the show up, um, if I put you on the spot, um, do I assume you're predicting an Australia win? I think so. I'm unbiased. So I believe, you know, Travis Head is in good form. Uh, Warner, hopefully he's fit. Steve Smith doesn't miss out too many times. Um, so he's going to be ready to go. Um, Labashane's playing beautifully. I think Kerry um, has more to offer. Uh, he'd be disappointed with his batting return. So, But he's a class, class batsman. So I'm, I'm really confident with our batting. Um, and then I think our bowling can only improve. Um, and really, we'll learn from day three how England were able to put partnerships on. We missed some catches. Uh, they'll be very thorough in their review. So I'm, yeah, I'm very pro-Australia in that second test, Dave, uh, because I think we're going to knock it, knock the bombs over. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um... I would not be shocked. My heart says England, but I don't trust that batting lying up there. It's very fragile. It's the last eighteen months has been a lot of collapses. So I think the bowling will probably um like you say, bowl a lot of punches, but I just don't trust that batting to make enough runs. So um again, I think conditions will play a role. And if you're fortunate enough to have those conditions in your favour, you've got to make the most of them. And as I said, I think England missed the trick in that, trick in that first test match. They, all the odds and all the percentages were in their way that they knew they were always had the choice to be able to bowl first if they wanted because Australia would have batted. Yeah, I agree. Um, and um, it's interesting. One of my co-hosts, uh, George, um, mentions about it's interesting the excuse for not playing uh broad and anderson is that they hadn't played in four months but that hasn't changed now um as we get to the second test uh, um it's much debate over here um before i close the show where do you fall on that do you um where do you fall on that reasoning oh no I don't know. Broad and Anderson, are, uh, they're world-class bowlers. You know, they're, they're greats of our era. And I'm disappointed that we didn't get a chance to watch them and see them. I would have loved to have seen them bowl at the Gabba. Certainly Anderson. Um, he would have thrived in those conditions. Um, and Broad would have as well. So, no, n never, never write off a champion. Th those guys are superstars. And... I hope for the game of cricket they play, and I hope they play well. As an Australian, I hope they don't, of course. But no, England are world class. They're a they're a mighty team, and they're going to do everything they possibly. They're going to be great. But I'm really confident and and backing the Aussies to be able to go two 0 up in the series. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be interesting, and um, 
so what remains is for me I'm looking to when we talk and the series is playing out. Cheers, Dad. Well, thank you. Okay. Um, thank you to everyone for watching. And um, until next time, let's talk sport.